A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. I'm Lisa Chanu. And today we have a very special guest coming to us via Skype live. Uh, Black Women Cry. It's six, the Sextrologer. Hello, hello. hello. Hi. Hi. Thank I you was, for having me on. Oh, of thank, course. You. thank you for joining us. I, I always forget when we're doing a Skype thing with someone that we have not formally met that like a lot of times when we start this recording is the first time we're literally introducing ourselves to you oh yeah <laughs> like, i was like oh yeah uh so, so it's nice, nice to meet you yeah it's wonderful to meet your acquaintance like i feel like it's cool like at the same time i'm getting interviewed with absolute strangers but we can get friendly oh fast. yes that's course. where that's where we will dive in well i've i've been aware of you and astrology chef and astrology yeah. sucks pod and i feel like it's it's interesting right especially i think in the podcast universe where it's like you're tangentially all like in the same space but not because it's not really a space to 
meet besides Instagram, which is the new spot to meet. I don't know if that makes any sense, but it's like the pod world is kind of different than the just regular old astrology world too. Yes. No, I absolutely agree. It's been a whole, it's a whole shift for me because I didn't really listen to podcasts until I had a podcast. Same. So (laughs) yeah. Right. Like I was like, listen to people speak. I could just like turn on the radio. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's anybody I really care in particular to listen to, but I have listened to the other astrology pods and I've been like, how do we get to crossover episodes? How we, how Mm. do we get to collaboration? How do we get to the networking? Like Mm. I literally feel like we just kind of have to get on each other's pods, hold each other hostage and say, Hey, do you want to come? for a crossover episode for maybe astrology sucks like i, I mean i agree <laughs> I, I agree well and we kind of talked about it in recent times of like i mean the people that come on our pod have like a manager that emails us because we're all indie and we don't really like <laughs> do uh, we're like researching and hosting and recording mm-hmm. and editing and doing like i i think people forget we do like ev- every single thing yeah. and then we'll get emails from like just random ass people who have like management and you're like oh shit you're like this is this big deal person so it does take like effort to be a booker takes effort but it's also like now we're in this space where we're all a lot more free and i i hesitate to say that because we're not it's not like we have tons of free time we're still working we're doing this stuff but it's i think now the idea of like oh well it's uh it's remote so i don't know about the sound quality and this and we're like fuck it like we're in quarantine like who cares who cares anymore you're getting a podcast Honestly, with Aquarius Saturn, like the things that we're structuring, I feel like we want more authentic kind of like podcast styles, video styles. Like we don't want the whole like glitz and glam of Leo anymore. We want to see behind the curtain and have something real. And I feel like I feel like this is real. Like it's not perfect, but it's kind of like listening to a phone call with your girls. Mm, Yeah. yeah. And that's what people like so much about podcasts, I think. Mm -hmm. I think that's totally true of the kind of wanting that real authentic connection and I think there's something that's been happening maybe with kind of the the equalization of quarantine that I think people feel more comfortable reaching out to each other a little bit more where it's like normally you could Mm -hmm. kind of do all of these things of like oh well they won't want to talk to me they're so busy they would never they would never consider talking to someone like me whatever and because we know nobody can go anywhere or do anything. <laughs> We're like, of course, they. why wouldn't they want to talk to me? Uh-huh. Or, or at least you're like, if if there's any time, it would be now. Like, I sent out an email to, I, we're, we're on a campaign to get Brene Brown on this podcast. Um, I don't think she would like it, but I will not stop suggesting it and speaking it into existence. We've but, tried Mark Ruffalo, has, also hasn't worked yet, but yeah. and we haven't tried in quarantine, actually. So. Now is really the time to shoot your shot. Like, I, I yes. think... I think it's kind of talked about, but the video I did about anti-blackness and the astrology community. Yes. I was like, that was really what it was. Like, I looked at all the black squares and I was like, it's my time to shine. Like, oh my God. Like, literally, like, if you are, if you don't take those opportunities as they show up to, like, let yourself be seen, um, it's kind of like the squeakiest wheel gets, like, the most oil. And, like, that was the opportune time I sent my video to Shawnee Nichols because I was like, what if she noticed Mm -hmm. because she's part of astrology community and, like, it happened and she followed me and Whoa. I was like, 
we are so much more closer now because of quarantine. Like we actually have the opportunity to build a like community, and we even- should have like a Zoom all of the astrology. Yeah. Whoa. Yes. No. That yeah. is. Okay, well, I'm glad to hear that the black squares were good for something, and that was for you. <laughs> and was that for you to to shoot your shot? And and no, I mean, I think that's was like obviously all the hypocrisy of astrology. Like, let's get into it. Like, of astrology right now is, and I think we mentioned on our stories is like the people emailing us that have management and PR are other white astrologer people and people with books and people with all this shit, and to get guess that that are that frankly our listeners want to hear is a lot it's it's weird how like there are ha- these hoops to jump through or it felt like there is hoops to jump through but now we're all in this equal again going to this equal plane of like fuck i'll just email their gmail i guess like and see who's available and also being able to see people who've been drowned out by the fucking sea of the same people i've seen writing the same articles for the same places again no shade career whatever get get it but I think, no, that was, like, I love how you just, like, saw, like, could recognize that as, like, oh, the sea of, like, empty, fuck empty, like, fuck empty. That, I think that's, like, courageous yeah. as fuck, honestly. Yeah, no, like, I I really, I, I have a background specifically in diversity and inclusion, and, like, I guess I've noticed, like, it's not, like, some white astrologers or non-black astrologers, I think, who I've talked to, do internalize racist ideology that and they don't really realize it Mm -hmm. but the vast majority of people i don't think are just walking around like i dislike this group like i just you know like walking around cringing in black neighborhoods like (laughs) (laughs) i feel like you know the majority of the people like they don't really like you know racism like we just recently got rid of Jim Crow. We're like now having these conversations where it's like much more comprehensive and we all are kind of coming to the table and being able to be like, whoa, you're right. Like it's something I didn't notice before. And I feel like a lot of the astrology community is there. And it's like the objective of the video wasn't to embarrass anyone. I was really nice throughout the video because it's more about if we want to end racism, we have to do it on a local level. We have to do it on a grassroots level, which means doing it in our community. And the astrology community is the one place where it is better for us, yes, to be aware of our social realities. But when we like check all of that at the door and see people like and listen to them and let them tell us who they are through like I am this this is my ethnicity and this is what it means to me and this Mm -hmm. like you have these placements wow like your story resonates with the energy surrounding you we have the ability in my opinion to really transcend racism and I think that it takes communities on a local level doing that so it ripples because it's like if we do it then we can look at everybody else and be like what are you doing (laughs) i i think we have a responsibility to do it too not just not just the ability or uh, there's a need for it you know i think it's kind of evident Mm -hmm. obviously with what's going on socially yeah and it because the astrology community is so young like you take something like the makeup community and they've been on youtube and instagram and everything for years they've had their conflicts like and they were doing it when youtube and the internet was early so it was like normal to have like literal like menstrual caricatures Mm -hmm. type jokes but the astrology community while like there have been some astrologers who's been around 
for a while, like this pop astrology. It's like, I don't think anybody said anything overtly terrible. I think we are all like astrology people can really take like the dis we are taking the dismantling of these oppressive structures, even looking at things through like the lens without gender and like talking mm-hmm. about queerness within astro like I just feel like one, we have the duty as in some ways spiritual practitioners to do this work and ensure that we can coexist because we should be light workers and shadow workers. We need to be able to deal with the darkness as well as deal with the truth that comes from light. But it, you know, like Lisa was saying, it's like, it's just, it's what we should do and it's what we're capable of doing as well. Well, mm-hmm. I think it's also what we, I think it's important, like you said, because we are spiritual uh, workers in some capacity. I don't want to like take that on and be like, I'm a spiritual guy, but I think that spirituality is kind of infused into astrology, at least the way that we like it. Um, but I think it's even more important that we be the type of community that's, that is still, um, looking inwards where we can improve on these things, because it would be very easy for us to say, oh, well, we're spiritual people. We obviously, this isn't something that's a problem in in our community when it absolutely is and if we're not making sure that we're checking ourselves that we are continuing to listen to people's lived experiences and let that be the information that informs us not whatever oh this doesn't fit and i think that's such a great idea of bringing it up in terms of like how we're looking the the parallel of looking at placements because there is kind of this thing we've talked about i feel like recently on on episodes um about these kind of really uh dogmatic ideas about like this means th- this planet in this sign in this house means this and it can't mean anything else but obviously if if you meet someone who doesn't like their life doesn't reflect that literal definition of the placement you can either be like you're wrong or you can be like oh well that's an interesting now i'm gonna have to rethink what charts are mm-hmm. yeah well, I, I also find it interesting there are conservative people that are interested in astrology for sure and i find that so like i mean like it's, I guess the only comparison is that I can make is like a gay Republican or something where you're like, <laughs> how are you looking at the same things I'm looking at and getting like still this different answer? Like, so I, I do think there are capitalism people that definitely <laughs> like intentionally ignore some of the things that astrology teaches or take things in a different way on purpose and, and things like that. Well, now I think, too, we're seeing that uh, no matter how liberal, it's kind of echoing everyone's points, no matter how liberal or spiritual your space is, how dare you think you're above having this racism that has been inherent in our country and the world? Like, yeah, like, it's good that we're open to knowledge. And I think since we've had this access shift, too, I think before everyone would take things maybe a lot more personally, like, oh, I am being called out and I am a good Alan. I'm doing this and like, ugh. and I think there feels like there's been this crossover. And I think since the pandemic, too, I think it's like a perfect storm of like, we're all having to be a little smarter right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're all asked to step up to the occasion of giving a shit about someone besides ourselves for the first time, maybe ever. And not everyone's doing that. I mean, I think we talked about our last episode, like how will fashion change? It's like, I don't know. There's so many people that trust like shit, uh, you know, post quarantine because Americans are tough. We're tough cookies to change our minds on a lot of shit and to change the way we behave, even if we think we're being a good person, we're doing what we need to do. So I don't know if that had a point, but I'm just echoing all that where it's like, (laughs) it's like, there's no way that you're 
that we've got it right, right? Like, there's just like that's mm-hmm. in, that's impossible, and we've seen it. Well, now we've just seen this uh, on display, and now, yeah, that was pretty dumb. I, Let's do better, for fuck's sakes. There's no excuse I now. Think, <laughs> to your point, too, like the axis shift. I think it's like we're allowing room for more knowledge. Like we're allowing room to say, like, I was wrong. I will be educated. I will fix it. I will move on. Where I think, like you said, some of that cancer cap energy could be a little bit more. Oh, me, my family, this and protect and this and provide and all of that where Gemini Sag is a little bit more like, all right, let's just we're never going to be done. Nothing's ever complete. Let's just like keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Totally. Ugh. Yeah, no. And I mean, you know, even going back to like the eclipses of Cancer Capricorn. And I think we have one last one before we like, mm-hmm. you know, are completely out of it. I it's. I feel like people don't realize cancer specifically within black people triggers like the ancestors. Like it's like, it's quite literally like this depth of our identity where it's like, it's no surprise that these eclipses like made us like made us like kind of come again to the call of like ending racism. Like it made it like so many like black mystics and spiritual workers are coming out of the woodworks and really being able to shine. And there's this conversation about ending generational trauma and like really like healing families, healing childhood wounds and all of that really, I think got to like activate itself because North Node and Cancer and then we had eclipse seasons that was making us like probably unpack these ideas within our own culture and like for me like what that looked like is I had to think about it through the context of racism like how did Jim Crow impact my mother how did like the brown paper bag test and you know being black impact my grandparents like how do you be black and believe that you can like give birth in a world where your child can also be lynched at in the same light. Like, it's like, how do you as a people survive? And it's like the way you survive is through literally surviving. And when you kind of live a life where it's, you're constantly surviving, you constantly kind of feel like prey. It's, it, it puts you in this paranoid state and it puts you in this state where like, it's harder to like keep the spirit high. And I feel like the cancer Capricorn eclipse is really like, I think for me personally, I can't speak for all black people, but for me personally, it really did help me do some, it helped me do the ancestral work that I felt like I needed to do. It helped me do the familial healing work and the generational trauma help that I needed. And it also kind of helped me realize that like, it oddly helped me, and I think it's other things in my chart too, but it oddly helped me realize First of all, queer people are leading the revolution when it comes to reenacting familial relationships within their relationships, because there's nothing wrong, like, I think, with getting into a relationship with someone and being like, you know what, like, maybe, like, I want to recreate the role of mother or father or caregiver or whatever, because really, like, we are kind of reaching the point in our lives where not only are we kind of creating our chosen family, but we are possibly even creating our own, like, family by result of creating family and i feel like Mm -hmm. these eclipses really shed a lot like shed a light for a lot of people of like you know kind of reevaluating i need a home like we actually really really need to talk about rent strikes we need to talk about living and all that stuff so all these conversations make so much sense also every everyone's white ancestors are like 
fuck. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, well, well you know what? Um, Walmart should open. No, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going no, to work. But, but, but it's like, I, I love, I think that's so, yes. Yes to everything said. And I think thinking of like, I think nationalism, right, with can- like with Cancerian properties is something that is we can't we can't not mm-hmm. talk about like the sh- again the shadow sides even with the Aquarius we've talked about it in previous episodes of like it can be very authoritative and it can be like there's all these sides and light and and darkness of what this can represent and it's mm-hmm. going to represent differently to different people and from their backgrounds to their family history to their charts themselves so I just think that's I think- like so interesting oh. to think of that. Um, in terms of ancestral charge, basically. Yeah. I think too, I was talking with a friend earlier about like this kind of the idea of awakening. And I think there's so many different ways that people come to like, even physically, obviously when you wake up, everyone wakes up different. Some people are, you know, don't talk to me till I've had my coffee. And some people are bright out, you know, it's, there's, everyone's kind of different, but especially in a spiritual sense and in a, in a kind of collective social justice sense too, for some people it's slow and learning and growing. And like, this has been a long process. And, and, you know, for some young people, it's like, I'm in, I'm on board. I'm frontline protester. Like there are different ways to awaken and educate and all of these things. And especially with family trauma and things like that. And so I think it's, I think it's really cool to have things moving into Gemini and Sagittarius because it's this, idea of how long can we like how long can we keep this awakening how long can we like make this last and 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 not in like a permanence way which I think is a little bit more Capricornish but I just think that it's interesting and I don't know to not judge ourselves for not having been there already or whatever yeah and like you know just in continuation to your point it's like with that south node in Sagittarius I think I think a lot of people like to think because they've been humaning for a while that they actually like have they conflate that with like experience on life and like knowing life but it's like what I think another conversation that's happening or needs to happen is how biased are our doctors how biased are our therapists like why are they biased and it's like one thing I'll say is like they were literally teaching that black people had smaller brains making them dumber so it's like how much of medicine how much of all these things are like literally just bias and to some extent need to be reanalyzed and that's very Sagittarius South note like you think you know it all Sagittarius release that notion like actually say what you know so you can learn what you don't know and then Gemini North node go follow what you don't know like that's what we mm. should be doing we should be having these conversations about the things we may not know about Ooh. well and it's I think it's like giving we've been talking about this a lot of this kind of idea of like like Sagittarius being truth and Gemini is facts and kind mm-hmm. of that thing of like, I think a lot of people have been able to live under this idea that they, they're like, truth is I'm not racist. I am doing, of course I treat people equally and I do all of these things, but now we're being presented with a lot of the Gemini facts that are like, well, statistically speaking, <laughs> there aren't enough black people working at your company. So even if you believe this truth, the facts are telling a different story. So we need to make these things kind of come to be uh, at less of a imbat. Like there needs to be less of a disparation between these two things. If you really believe that thing to be true. And if you don't think it's true, then we're going to find out because we're going to see if you have the facts. And it's really fun. 
funny that you say that too, because it's like the fact that Jupiter is in Capricorn. We just had a whole Jupiter Sagittarius, so we must have really been on our. Do you remember having fun during Jupiter Sagittarius? You <laughs> <laughs> we were being reckless. Oh my god! Wow, what a time! Trap, just traveling, getting the shot, weekend getaway, like all. Now we're dismantling TikTok nurses. Like fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, but about the medical stuff, that's, yes, I think that's such a, I'm re-listening to the 1619 um, podcast, the New York Times one, and they just were talking about, there was an episode all on the healthcare system and all of that. And it's like, even if you, th- like, it's just so important to, there are things, of course, that you would never think of and they add up. And I think that there's something special about this moment, and I'll tread lightly about how I say this, but I think with all of these with all of the data that we've been presented with, as you were saying, with like generations and generations, I think in past like moments like this, there, there's just, it's people have not risen to the occasion and noticed the patterns the same way. And I think that we're being confronted with such consistent fucking patterns at this point too, that there is absolutely, there is so much data that you would, you would have to either admit, you have to admit you're a fucking idiot if you aren't able to <laughs> see the it, data at this point. I think it's beyond the data at this point. I think it's quite literally white people have no other option. Like yeah. at this point, your ancestors and not even like super ancestors, but like recent ancestors, like uh, like and family members, really like the opposition towards immigration was extremely rooted from this place of one xenophobia to racism and three like i think fear of survival fear that jobs would be taken away fear that like homes would be taken away so it's like with social media and with the world being able to peek in in a way like you have people in iran being like nah george floyd like it's like (laughs) there is no way that white people can deny that racism like yeah doesn't exist anymore because it's like I, I I I for the longest time what blew me I think um in 2020 like I mean we had the data then we like literally like I went to Columbia School of Social Work and my professors have like done TikToks created like virtual reality video games for to like for white people to experience like literally like being black is like playing the game of life on hard like Whoa. so there all the research was out there it's just that like now i think it's honestly what i think it is is the ending of a cycle it's like we had these early sign energies like baby boomers are primarily leo pluto and virgo pluto and then now we have the scorpio pluto generation and with capricorn pluto happening right now and like neptune Mm -hmm. and pisces like all these outer planets are like finishing up the zodiac wheel cycle so i feel like that i feel like it's sagittarius the last rebellion the like pluto return of america if i'm not mistaken it's just it's just the divine timing of like for whatever reason it's like we've had these cycles over and over and over again we've had the data over and over and over again but i think it's like sagittarius pluto is like no generation to laugh at like they really will die for the revolution like they are like you gave us something to live and die for and it's so scary because i like i love that generation so much i'm zero degrees sagittarius so like affinity but it it just makes me so sad that we created a society where these babies feel like they have to die for something 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it's even like, and I think it all goes with the cycles too, with 2020 when, you know, we were wrapping up last year and we did like a forecast ahead before this whole pandemic. And it was like, well, it doesn't look necessarily fun. It looks like there's a lot of reflecting that's going to have to go down. It's like retrograde as fuck. And it's an election year. So that's already inherently shitty uh, (laughs) for the most part. And can you imagine if we just picked up 2020 like it was 2019 and we went into this new decade just taking pictures of our food and ignoring the things that we've been talking about for since we've gotten iPhones in this actual decade? It would just be so lame. It would just been so lame to just like carry on as normal. Uh, and I don't know what that I don't know if it's just like new decade shit or center queer shit. There's just so much. I feel like evidence. There's so much like astrological evidence that's like I don't even know where to begin in terms of pointing it to like is it this thing or that thing. I think it's everything. It really does feel like just a perfect storm of like we must not be the same anymore. The same kind of was okay for a lot of people and shitty for most. So yeah. And like another thing too, kind of like on the divine timing, Uranus Taurus is like, we are literally seeing like racist property being taken down. Like, and Taurus is like Mm -hmm. mine. These are my things. These are my values. And it's like, it's like no Taurus. You got to recognize that maybe it's not yours. And it's like this radicalizing of who actually owns this land? Like whose, whose property is it anyway? And like this challenging and releasing of values that may not actually be alignment and like what you were saying facts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you're i have a question that it might take us down a different path <laughs> <laughs> but an interesting one nonetheless i noticed that you're a human sexuality student uh you're getting your doctorate and i want to know what you think about human sexuality during the pandemic and uh, you know, I think there's a lot of stuff that people feel. I mean, I personally had someone reach out to me and was like, "Hey, I know you dropped off food at my house, and uh, I someone in my office has COVID, and so I'm getting tested, and I'll like send you." And I'm like, "This this feels like an STI to me. Like this whole thing. I'm like, all I did was drop off food at your house. But is do you find any overlap? Have you talked about this in classes? What's the what's the consensus?" So I'm starting in the fall. However, as someone with a master's in social work, I can say that it's very important that we go about this in a very trauma-informed way. And one, acknowledge that, let us not forget we just had a Me Too conversation in America and we continue to have that Me Too conversation. And the Me Too conversation has not even yet necessarily extended to actually understanding what human trafficking is and understanding maybe we need to like really look out for these young people on OnlyFans and maybe like some of the boyfriends like maybe aren't actually boyfriends but like you know like we have a lot of things going on and I think America has a history of sexual exploitation of young people. And I, you know, for the purposes of this conversation, the neurotypical age of adult um, development is typically about 25. So typically you're not an adult until the car insurance companies Mm -hmm. trust you. Or you start getting hangovers for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) The brain is probably like, finally, like, wait, (laughs) yes (laughs) so it's like 
I don't know if you remember uh, Courtney Snowden. She married. She was this young, like sixteen-year-old girl who was like marrying this famous actor. The year was like two thousand. Uh, let's see if hmm. I'm this old. I was gonna say any relation to Edward, <laughs> but I don't. Edward Snowden. Courtney. I'm like no. I'm like we gotta Google this. <laughs> no, she was like sixteen, and she married this male actor who was in her fifties, and it was oh um I for the magazine. What? Yeah, and Hang like on. oh, the first thing that comes up is Utah. So <laughs> and like We're she, getting if warmer. you look at her, she was so hyper sexualized, and it's like I'm about to go down a path that like nobody expected us to go on. But one, the it. times. Okay, so let's talk about slavery. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. let's do it. All right, if. Okay, so first of all, America loves to look at other countries and be like, ooh, you have child brides, ha, 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 ha. But, like, one thing that I think people do when talking about slavery is they dehumanize Black people like we were not people. So if Black people, for the sake of reality, were people during slavery, that means that the presidents had child mistresses, specifically Mm -hmm black child mistresses like and it was normal to force black people to breed as children and then like even like with white poor people there were normalized marrying at the age of 16 like there were just things in america that were very hush hush because we started to adopt respectability and it's like if you don't think you've adopted respectability white like politics as a white person you are like like white people in america like started respectability politics they've started like you have to wear your hair a certain way and Mm -hmm. make sure you have stockings because you don't want to look like a whore or a slut like you know like carry your like long island kind of like respectability (laughs) politics i feel like good example (laughs) so It's like you have respectability politics coexisting at the same time as trauma, like literal slavery, literal lynching parties, literal children at witnessing and taking part of and participating in this cult-like experience that was the transatlantic slave trade aligning with slavery, not to mention the rape and genocide that happened to indigenous women in the United States of America. So you have all of this happening to children, and then you also have wars happening, and it, it benefited the United States of America to keep the age of adulthood low Mm-hmm. So children could be a part of the military, and I promise I'm going to get back to the no, COVID thing. No, keep us, keep, <laughs> keep, keep us here, keep us here. I'm a Sagittarius, and the funnest thing is to see how we bring it all together. So, <laughs> but it's like you literally have this reoccurring, like reason and excuse to, but exploitation of children, both in labor and in sexuality and then it's like as we start to get older and get to millennial like exploitation of children yes for black people we hear about the school to prison pipeline and then we know about the industrial organization the industrial like prison complex which is essentially like modern day slavery but let's pause and call the school to seeking arrangement pipeline what it is we have normalized young people Maybe getting a good education because a lot of states in the United States don't actually have fair and equal education. So maybe they're getting a good education, but what they what we've normalized is if you date this older businessman, when you are 
an impaired child going against an adult who literally profits off of exploiting people, which is why he can even afford. And then you have these people like really like kind of giving these people like very low allowances and like kind of being able to control the situation. And then you also had like Lolita culture where it's mm-hmm. like people are normalizing the sexualization of young people. So it's like you have all this going on. So you have a whole generation of people who won do not understand sexuality, did not get sexual education, come from so many different cultures because America is so diverse, which means there are different religious ideologies and internalizations. There's different types of ways that guilt manifests in people. And a lot of people have all these social dimensions to think about because with diversity and inclusion, because we are being forced to include now, we can't resist it people are having all these complications that they have to process. And what I actually like wrote my like dissertation kind of like topic suggestion from my PhD program was I wanted to talk about how our social reality impacts our sexual desires, because I think that people often cope during sex, which is why when you go to porn websites, we're seeing so much Corona themed porn, because what Corona is a global trauma. So I think that people who are feeling hypersexual right now, maybe even more sexual than they usually feel, it's because one, a lot of people cope from having sex a lot of people i don't necessarily think it goes as far as maybe sex addiction but i think with so much trauma especially sexual trauma because like said we were just having the me too conversation with so much childhood sexual trauma we were just having the me too Mm -hmm. conversation and the r kelly conversation and the harvey weinstein conversation and the jeffrey epstein conversation we have we aren't talking about the sexual abuse but the sexual abuse is existing yeah while corona another trauma is existing so it is interesting because i feel like people are struggling to like sit down and like not have sex like i feel like people (laughs) it's like I feel like sex is the thing that at least makes them feel like they're normal because when you think about it, like we are animals and how do animals survive? Well, a lot of animals, it's through some form of sexual reproduction. And it's like, if we can kind of keep sex going, maybe some people feel like they're at least keeping humanity going. But I I think that other people, they, they may be ignorant and not taking it seriously. I think there's a lot of conflicting perspectives and ideas, but I would challenge a lot of people to sit down and be like it's a plague do you really need the dick like really think (laughs) about it like it's like did the dick text you back on time like it's the dick helping your survival in any way shape or form like why are you about to risk your life Mm. for the dick Mm. I think a lot of people to that this is maybe a a lighter (laughs) one and also I love it I'm also your birthday is the day before mine oh I'm I'm a one degree Sag but I'm also Scorpio Mercury Scorpio Mars I'll, so I'm like, I liked, I love this sad Scorpio, uh, like rabbit hole, but it all comes back out the other, like self, self, uh, forming rabbit hole where it's just in, in your own. <laughs> well, <laughs> so and too, because I'm like, damn it. I wish because Sagittarius, I want to look at the big picture of a Scorpio celium. I need you to understand the root of the issue. 
Yes. I wish I could finish the story faster. It's as painful for me as it is for you. Yeah. No, course, and it's but, and but it's it doesn't not make pain. sense unless you know all of the parts. Yeah. But I think that it's interesting that people are having to make that even on a on a like in a modern dating sense, uh, like having to make that distinction of is it would it be worth dying of a plague to go out and have sex with this person? And I think that that makes you evaluate sex differently of like, is this going to be what you kind of, I think a lot of times I'm thinking in my own sexual history where I'm not necessarily asking myself like, oh, is this the highest quality of sex I could be getting right now? Or like what, (laughs) even what do I want out of this necessarily? You can kind of be more like, oh, whatever, I'll see if I didn't like it, I didn't like it, but I'm not going to go in with needing a certain set of things met or whatever. But if you're risking getting a, a potentially deathly disease, you're like, is this person going to make me come? Are they going to, is this going to be like a worthwhile thing as is, are they capable of meeting my needs in this way or whatever? So I think it also was going to, will highlight where we haven't been doing that too, because all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, like, oh, maybe no one's ever satisfied me sexually. You know what I mean? Like that you start going down to those things too, or like maybe I've never even thought about what I'm interested in or whatever. And I think there's all of these like true, it's what makes it such an intense time, but I think also such a time that's really rife for um, transformation because everybody is like, some at some point during this pandemic, someone's mind got blown like on, on any in any one area of life. So I think that because someone's, everyone's had their mind a little bit blown about something, they're willing to have it be blown again because it's already in pieces. Mm-hmm. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. And I feel like one other thing that's going on too, and it's kind of funny how like life kind of mimics art. So we had Love is Blind and they were in the pods and now we are all in the pods and we may or may not have a bunker bay or not. But it's like for Scorpio, I always low-key see Scorpio Pluto generation as the generation of people who like low-key wanted to be Disney princesses and princes and like have like, you know, like even think about it, like Disney, like yes. we like queer people were like, where's our queer princess prince person? Like <laughs> what? Like where's our representation and i feel like low-key it's like scorpio pluto like they were raised off of disney in a lot of ways and i feel like a lot of them want to be like too cool for school and be like marriage what is marriage and da 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 but like the last generation of scorpio pluto just became a fully formed adult like there's still a very young generation like they still have plenty of time to kind of take over politics like we're still you know, we're coming into ourselves. And I feel like with Uranus making an opposition to all of our Plutos, it's like Uranus is in Taurus. Like it might release some like opposing ideas that we originally had about love and marriage. And I feel like we're going to probably start seeing that people, maybe it's like they feel like, you know, you only live once. Like a lot, I feel like if we look at the transits and we see like, Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto are all at some point in time this year going to be retrograde and conjunct in Capricorn. And even when it goes direct, that can translate to a lot of transformation, a lot of hard lessons, and it happening in abundance because Jupiter. And that will be difficult. And I feel like it's through the difficult times 
that we do want to make these like meaningful, soulful connections and commitments. And Scorpio Pluto wants that depth. And like sometimes the depth comes from the hard transformations. Opposing Uranus, I think a lot of Scorpio Pluto are going to start getting married. I that's kind of what I. Uh. I almost asked my boyfriend to marry me um, during this pandemic in the beginning because I. This is one of the main arguments that I think for marriage in general in society, and I've like said it a bunch of times to a bunch of different people, but the idea that there are a lot of people that are going into the hospital, women who are giving birth without their significant other spouse or, you know, whoever, anyone. Um, And the idea that when we start allowing people to come back into those hospital rooms, especially in a thing where people are dying, the rule is going to be, it has to be a family member. And so I'm scared that I'm going to die alone. So that's the reason I almost literally asked my boyfriend to marry me where it's like, we've already had the conversation so many times and whatever we're committed in that way. And it's not like, you know, it's not a thing where it's a huge proposal or anything, but it was definitely a thought that I had in the beginning of this. And I think just watching so the numbers change, so many people die, all that kind of stuff, it does make people reevaluate like, oh, maybe this is something I need. And and not even for the right reasons, right? It's like, oh, I need this piece of paper just in case one of us gets sick. That's not necessarily like the right reason to get married, but maybe it is. But what other generation would say, marry me in case we die, then Scorpio (laughs) Pluto. Literally, marry because of survival, Scorpio Pluto. And also, I think... That's such a funny... The the water signs in general, too, just thinking of, like, water energy, I'm surrounded by... As a Taurus, I'm, of course, surrounded by Scorpio people because they move me. And I think Scorpio water wants to dive in to those waters to like almost like be either be proven right or wrong right like it's like a proof like it's like a testament where i think cancer energy wants to like move those waters into a place of like harmony and it's in a, in a pot like trying to move in that cardinal positive way and then pisces is like i'm in the water so like let's just feel it out what it happens case sarah sarah whatever will be will be but scorpio is like fuck i've been drowning in here i we're all like i'm feeling this so like let's let's do what's smart let's do what makes sense i have the receipts like let's we should like i've had that conversation with my partner i'm like fuck i'm like maybe like legally oh the man should know i guess like in case just for these reasons maybe we'll get a big tax return and we'll have some extra money i don't know like let's scam some people like let's do let's do this (laughs) and i think that's Scorpio. Yes. Yeah. Scorpio, well, Pluto. I think also Scorpio Pluto comes from Libra Pluto being like, fucking marriage sucks. And Scorpio Pluto is like, yeah, your dumb Libra marriage sucks because you guys just married hot people. Of course it didn't work out. <laughs> oh, you no. didn't think about who you had. You had all of these what? Like. Of course it didn't work out. Not our Scorpio Pluto generation that really wants a deep thing. <laughs> so I think there is some kind of pushback where it's like, don't tell us what works and what doesn't. And also and- don't sell us a, don't raise us on Disney and then be wondering why we're conflicted on which we're supposed to be fucking independent and not care about these systems or completely taken with them. Yeah. And like, I feel like with people... It's like, get, just give, I was, I tweeted this yesterday, but like people have been 
bullying millennials and Scorpio Pluto before they were even fully formed adults. Like, uh, I remember being bullied for a millennial when I was 16. Of course, yeah, I'm oh, a child. Uh, I'm a child. Yeah. 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 Back to 16-year-old Courtney Stoden, I looked her up, and this poor child, oh, no. I don't know who the man she married, Doug Hutchinson, I don't know who he was, Sounds 51 awful. years old when they married. But she was, like, bullied over her sexuality from age 12 and ended up getting pulled out of school because she got her arm fractured. What? I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Wikipedia didn't give that much information. <laughs> but it's, it's this kind of same idea in sexuality, right? Of, mm-hmm. like, when you're a young, mature woman, like, p- guys. I remember, like, being 11 years old and, like, walking to a friend's house and having guys in a truck like scream at me and being like what I'm a fifth grader like but then you're also told that that is like what you're saying like Lolita culture we all we are also told that like yeah it's like wrong but also kind of fucking cool and Mm -hmm. it's kind of like the coolest thing you can be if you're like a young girl that old men want to but it doesn't feel cool even no exactly it, yeah. But that's what it's like. You're supposed then. Then we have these other things that we're conflicted about. Where it's like, well, I don't know. Is and then some people are able to take that on and feel that kind of like. I, I again, I want to tread lightly. Like that faux power where it's like, I'm I'm in charge of this, and it's like you can't be in charge of it. You're a child. Mm-hmm. Like it's exactly. it's not really in charge yet. Also, I have to exactly. insert this as you as all the signers know. I've been hate watching Laguna Beach uh, again, and. The amount of times they pan on 16-year-old bikini bodies and show them trying on stuff and in in the tanning bed where you almost see a boob. And obviously, like, it's, like, the most 2005 white rich. It's, like, everything that was, like, programmed into, like, young baby brains was, like, oh, my God, this was – no, this is bad. Like, this is – the message of this is awful. And the sexualization, watching it now, realizing I took all that information in as, like, a little teen, was like, oh, these are, like, adults who fuck. That's, this is what the show is being presented as. They don't have parents. Yeah. So we never see the parents. They're adults who fuck. And so on the television category six, do you watch 90 Day Fiance? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Oh, my. <laughs> I don't watch a lot of TV, but 90 Day Fiance is my shit. Oh. All right, I knew we'd be in a safe space here because I think some of the things you touched on are really interesting facts that people like and hate and love to hate about 90 Day Fiance, where obviously there's this idea of like class system, child bride energy, even though everyone on the show is technically adults, but you're like, you're some of you are like freshly 18 years old. But then on the flip side, a lot of the people who make it on the show, and I think this is a casting decision. Uh, come on the show, they think all of their husbands are going to be these like rich New York City millionaires. Then they get to like this Kentucky studio apartment and they're like, oh my fucking God, this sucks. There's carpet. I can't believe this. And a lot of them like do, <laughs> a, a, a lot of them do like carpet. Carpet. Uh, no, if you got to a Kentucky apartment with carpet, you'd be fucking pissed. <laughs> I'd be pissed <laughs> off. Please talk about all the men who are like American women. I want someone who's gonna go and be better and treat me better and da da da. And it's like, it, you know, I like date like 
people from all over the world. Like I date everyone because I just feel like if we have a connection and you're hot and we can look each other in the eyes and like suck each other's souls into our mouths and like <laughs> and so Scorpio. So also six So wait, We're you're so telling me you're planting the seeds to go on ninety day fiance. Please tell me this is it's so awkward because like I've actually been on a dating web series before. Oh like yeah, it was it I didn't go anywhere with either person, but it was cool. Like it it was awkward. It was so awkward. It was so awkward. But um I don't know if I'm really like the dating show type of person because like I'm like I feel like I would be like a good comedy relief because you're like it can't either it's gonna really work with I feel like with you're that Scorpio, it's either really gonna work with me or really not gonna work. <laughs> but like with 90 Day Fiance, I just feel like it that is like American imperialism. Like it's like we have the we have the media, we have like Hollywood, and like we made it so we're like we're the best country in the world and everyone should want to be us. We're the coolest kid in school. Mm-hmm. And look at our TV screen. And it's like we glorified so many different things. We glorified like thinness we glorify like we only put a very like fixed idea of american beauty on tv and even when we started to diversify it it was still like thin black women thin asian women Mm -hmm. thin like fitting in like straight hair like and i think that a lot of the people that we're seeing on 90 day fiance we have to take into consideration they got probably a very like american propaganda like understanding of america of like everybody like lives a certain way and if you yep. go there's like, pennies on the ground and they're like so wealthy and that's why they're so big and da da like <laughs> pe- like america just covered up its reality in a way that everyone's kind of smart are, are we a sad rising or sad moon i forget that rising thing yeah of course we are well and that's where like it's yes like the the selective demonstration of who we who we are air quotes is like not the reality and it's uh it's always shocking when the fiancés if they're again there's 90 day the other way so then that's a whole different show because then they're going to that country and that's real that's really fascinating Uh, i'm deep in the whole 90 day franchise because it is I think uh, what I was trying to say before is like these fiancés come and they aren't like nice to their fiancés in the United States when they get there because they're fucking pissed for the most part that they have been tricked for like they usually had been tricked to say they come over here and I'm going to make your I'm going to do all this. I'm going to promise you this um, all again, this abuse, sugar daddy, whatever you think it's consensual. Is this consensual? I don't know lifestyle then they get there and they're like i'm actually unemployed and then they're like wait what you put online that you aren't and it's like and i actually live in my mom's basement and it's like oh well okay i didn't know any of these things but um i just touched on so many of the themes that i i think circulate with ev- like basically everything we've talked about <laughs> Yeah, and I think, you know, like, okay, like, no shame, no shame. I'm one of the Columbia people who had a seeking arrangement, which is called a sugar baby account. Yeah. And I would definitely say, well, one, I've never actually had an arrangement because no one was saying anything that even made remote sense to me because... (laughs) what like what sir you are in your 50s and I have to look at you what naked (laughs) 
None of the numbers you're saying makes sense to have that reality occurring. Mm. But with that being said, it's like, as I got older, I noticed like people really like front, like I've like gone on dates with people where I've like looked at them and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I like make more than you. And it's like, (laughs) I've definitely like, you know, I've gotten older, so I make more now, but it's like getting to the point where it's like, there are people who make 50. $50,000 50 or $40,000 a year on seeking arrangements. And I'm like, oh, that is not. That's, that's not for you. Not, <laughs> that's not for you. And it's like. Unless you're giving awesome. all 50000 uh away. <laughs> but they still have taxes. Hey. Oh, my God. After okay, taxes, all 38000 away. Then look, You can be seeking an arrangement in any budget. Okay. If no. you say. I don't but you know. Should, I don't, but you shouldn't. Some of the characters that go on seeking arrangements, I'm literally like exploitation, child exploitation, exploitation of of the years. With with fronting people, I think you can always tell by the tip. That's the main key. The tip. The The tip. tip. Yeah. At the end of the night, just look at the tip, and it's like you know, fifteen percent is like for a first date. That's I for more than 15%. Mm-hmm. Well, I can tell because, I, you know, I work in it. So I'm always like, oh, yeah, whatever. No, that's so real. Because, like, the thing is, and, like, I feel like one tip that I would give to anyone trying to date anyone, walk from, and this is Sagittarius coming from me, but walk <laughs> in an abundance mindset. Like, if you mm-hmm. walk from a perspective of desperation, you will be exploited. People will see it, and then they will try to prey on you because predators exist. But if you, even if you have, there have been times where I've gone on dates with people, and I had zero dollars in my pocket, and I only had a credit card just in case anything, <laughs> because nobody's gonna put me in a corner. But it's like, <laughs> You really have to walk in like you are the blessing. You are the abundance. You are. Because like for a lot of these guys, it's like a matter of they never got the head cheerleader. They never got this thing. And like for whatever reason, they're playing out like a weird fantasy that they like never developed into adulthood. And it's like if you're going to do that dynamic, you cannot allow these people to put you in a corner. If you for a second intuitively feel like something's wrong, you have to trust yourself. And I would say that for everyone, because I feel like like even even with this kind of seeking kind of stuff, it's like like I was saying, these are like very powerful people. And it's like if you're 18, 19, 20, my God, you're still really a baby human. And it's like you may get caught up in something and you may not know what it is. And you're not telling your parents like who's right. telling their parents they're on seeking. And it's mm-hmm. so important that I feel like we have these kind of conversations. Ooh, With I, the okay. intuition too, like when have you ever heard someone say, Oh man, I wish I didn't trust that little voice. Like no mm-hmm. one's ever uh-huh. fucking said that ever, you know? You're always like, I'm so glad I listened to myself, or I wish I had listened to that thing. Like Yeah, good point. You're right. Dude, I totally forgot I used to sell underwear online. Now you're just like and I'm like going down memory lane right now. I'm like, oh god. The under the underwear and the shoe and the sock industry. Yo, one time I was sitting in Union Square and this guy walked up to me and he's like, can I buy your shoes? And I was like, for how much? (laughs) How much will you buy me your shoes? And then... (laughs) 
he just sat down and had a whole conversation with me. But like after talking to him, I was just like, I kind of don't ever want to see you again. Yeah, that's yeah. what happens. That seems fair. That is fair. Yeah, but it wasn't <laughs> bad. It wasn't a bad experience. It was just a I don't want to recreate this experience kind of experience. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, God, now with even I just mean, thinking of the Sagittarius difference too of the option of of letting people know. I think so much of the wild shit that I would do as a young a younger person was very secretive. It was no one knew I like I that's why I forgot I sold underwear because I didn't tell anybody <laughs> like or that like any of these things we were in situations like that. Also, at least I my generation or like all graduated college in that first recession. So it was like all right, whatever. Mm-hmm. I gotta, you know, this, that's why like this pandemic and stuff now, it's like, we've guys, it's, we've been there. It's like, it was pretty much the same thing. It's just, this one's like deadly, um, <laughs> is, which is not better. It's way worse, but it's similar. It has like a similar kind of energy. Mm-hmm. With, like, yeah. Like there's we need to survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do what it takes to survive. I hear that. Absolutely. And I don't know. It's very interesting because I just, I feel like, you know, history really does repeat itself, but it's like, I, I feel like there was a whole sex work wave in 2012, and then now we're kind of seeing that wave again, but it's different, because, yeah. like, I feel like Scorpio Pluto had their sex work Black Lives Matter exposure wave, and now Sagittarius Pluto is doing it. And of course, it's going to be different. They have OnlyFans, whereas I feel like Scorpio Pluto had Collar Me and like Backpage, Backpage. Throwback Thursday, RIP. Uh, well, I think maybe they're back. I don't know. They, they come in waves, but they've been pretty much done. Like the the Backpage you once knew is no longer. That's such an interesting. Um, connection too of that like back page versus OnlyFans that like Sagittarius fire out there you know for everybody to see yes versus Scorpio being like I'm uh, doing this it, for the in money. this shot yeah in the shadows <laughs> even even the name like yeah OnlyFans OnlyFans exactly is such, is such Sagittarius energy but also this idea too of this like um uh i wonder maybe i'm gonna sound old and judgy but it's like the the that like idea i guess again of like this like what are we really harnessing or where are we are we really is this really power like have we really gotten power because you know my scorpio ass is like i want power i want real power i want fucking like i want this to be something that i can actually like use and I don't know if Sagittarius has that same feeling. Mm. Does that make I, sense? I think that they are carrying the torch because we sex work without sexual protections in the legal world is sexual exploitation through and through. Period. Yeah. If we are not protecting trans folks, if we are not protecting people of color, if we're not protecting women, if we're not protecting gay people, etc., 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 then we are setting those people up to be exploited. And mm-hmm. I like you just see it. Like I remember when I went to Vegas and I learned about how poor the like sex 
like how poor the educational system is, but how like sex work is so prominent because you can make more money mm-hmm. doing sex work. So I say it again, we have a school to prison pipeline, but in America, we also have a school to sex work pipeline. And we like to think of it as an overseas issue. We like to mock people mm-hmm. who live in distant lands who like may have child brides or like pursue children. But when has America not done that? Like mm-hmm. when oh, has it like our whole Pocahontas story is about a child who was captive like come on America taken movies you know it's like this American comes in and saves them from their Mm -hmm. sex traffic Europe vacation or whatever I don't even remember the plot but something like that Mm -hmm. well even too while we're in it the like the maps are all wrong the maps are all proportionally wrong we look way bigger than fucking Africa and that's just not true (laughs) south america even like we are not that is and that is all with purpose that is with purpose to send a message to let you know that we're the and the map goes in the center i think it's like who's been around like i feel like a lot of her videos have resurfaced jane elliott i think who's like that yeah yeah who's been posting like why is the u.s in the middle like the middle of the map it's just not the map american imperialism Right. And there's a reason why so many other people like don't like us. Like there's some reason why like (laughs) other countries are like Americans are insufferable. And I, you know, I really, I think what's going to be very interesting is with this South No Sagittarius, I do think with these eclipses, we're going to have international intervention. And like with these Aquarius transits, we're going to realize that wow, the internet made us a global community. We have to figure out how to interact with the rest of the world. We have to figure out maybe like how to approach the world differently. And I think another thing that the stars are going to suggest is that we're going to find a balance between individualism because Chiron Aries and then we're going to have Neptune Aries and we're going to be wanting strong leaders. Mm. But with Pluto Aquarius and Saturn Aquarius, we're also going to be instilling more collectivist values so i think that coronavirus yeah it's like we have been forced to care about other people well yeah and the uh influencer community has completely changed because now you can't well maybe you can now i don't know everything's changed since like two days ago but like just dipping off to bali and going here and going there and popping here and it's like where's the fucking carbon tax everybody like where like where's the accountability for these footprints that we're making and again i like hate cops and policing but i think there's some things that we need to do that's just accountability that's just doing the right fucking thing which is if you're gonna be polluting this planet we like we need to, like, it's been long enough to know, like, that needs to stop. And and again, with the pandemic, we saw huge decreases, and it is possible. We just actually have to fucking do it. And well, it's that America doesn't want to do anything without being forced to do it. That's the... And they still our don't want to Yeah, it's like, the, the, the people here, the, that's the whole kick in the ass. And I think mm-hmm. some of these transits are, are evident in that those kicks in the ass, but it's like, we got to take our own accountability and action too in our own communities and start there yeah it's gotten so woke it really has gotten so gemini ass local every every single thing because when you live in a fascist country and you realize 
No one's here to help you. The people to protect you don't protect people. Uh, you got to, like, look at your neighbor and be like, oh, fuck. Like, got any cans of beans? Should we start a community garden? Should we, like... Uh, yeah. Should we be... I mean, I work in... And going back to reality television, my day job is in, in casting for reality TV shows. And we're forming a fucking union right now. So, like... I That's ha- amazing. And I hope that we all change what looks what tv fucking looks like everything like everything because it needs i love what you said about like it matching reality because reality tv doesn't even match reality and 90 day does to its to a sense because these people are people who could never be on the bachelor right like they're like real maniacs uh in the and i say that the most loving way because i love true maniacs and i think that is just the shift that like we want to see the authenticity just to bring it all yeah absolutely like i mean like even in our shows like it's like we had the circle and then we have love is blind it's like scorpio pluto we want the depth and i think that also with scorpio pluto that requires a level of self-awareness like scorpio mm -hmm. pluto Mm -hmm. like it's like it's really funny because we had a period where it's like people had to tell scorpio pluto this is the generation where we look at our genitals, grab the mirror, grab the mirror, grab your reflection. It's time to actually look at your insides. And like, I think, you know, that goes so much deeper than just genitalia for us. It is literally, we have to go and evaluate the structure. Like we are this, we are the generation of self-awareness. We are the generation of self-reflection and cultural reflection and like transformation. And it's, it's, it's beautiful, and I think we are going to start to get more reality TV shows that represent the people we are. The only problem that I could foresee happen is there becomes like less of like a, a you know less of a barrier when it comes to race, gender, ethnicity, etc., 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 and more of a barrier when it comes to social elitism. Oh, totally, and mm-hmm. also I think like we're still gonna make fun of the poor. Well, and also the pandering, right? There's like then there's that element because I think, and oh god, sorry, I'm just gonna go like Queer Eye, for example. I think Queer Eye. There's some episodes that really do the damn thing and really help people and really lift people up. Again, it, there is from this place of uh, having money because you didn't have money to make your house look nice and you didn't have money to have clothes and you didn't have money to get a tooth. And you didn't have money to do, you know, X, Y, and Z. And then there's this idea that you can just fix someone in five days. And that's, it's just like that band-aidy stuff. And I think it is working in reality television. Those kind of got you shows. Those feel-good shows didn't start till we had uh, the orange one in office. The Trump, like, mm-hmm. like that, because the demand, people didn't want to see people being mean to each other because we have a president that's mean to everybody so that shifted the demand for what we want in television and it's like it's shown like when we're like in blue time it's usually we have like more raw more like jackass more like fuck you tv and then it goes back into like um you know so there's always it's the same pendulum swing with like politics that we'll see with like what we're seeing on tv because they want to like be like it's okay let's soften it we're good we're helping people yes and like it's like okay (laughs) i think that's that's definitely true in reality tv i also think that there are things that come out of like uh in in especially i guess like i'm thinking of parasite but um in the horror genre and in more like fantasy genre stuff yes that does explore things that are a little bit deeper when there is something like a 
you know, president that a lot of us don't like, or <laughs> I would say all of us. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, I think that the parasite is like a great example for classism, right? It's like, mm-hmm. I don't know much about the culture in South Korea, but it's, they were all the same. Like there was no racial divide. It was all, they were all different ages and stuff like that. And we got to kind of see it from everyone's point of view. So I think that, um, yeah, I think that class, the classism thing is going to be a real issue. That's what's next. (laughs) I was just thinking of how it is a little bit fucked up or the, you can see the parallels that you've seen in other ways of like media where it is also set up that a, like, uh, these like sassy gay guys actually are like the way that they become accessible to you is because they are like being of service. Oh, well, like there's that. They're too. wearing it. They're, they're fixing you, and this idea that it's like, oh, it's okay. We don't we don't accept you in a lot of other society, but when you're making our house beautiful, then it's fine for you to come in. But even, when you're yeah. Even with Marie Kondo and uh-huh. even with how we yep. appreciate and love black women, like it's like yep. these Pisces Neptune, like this Pisces Neptune transit is very much like having to kind of coddle that like, let me save you. Let me take care mm-hmm. of you. Let me be Whoa. non-threatening to or you. Like, let oh, me- I was noticing with all of the pictures that people have been posting um, of like cops. That it's always oh, a, yeah. a cop holding. Whenever they're like, "Look at cops being nice," it's always like a child that they're holding. Yeah, and it's always someone that doesn't know better. Or have yeah, a choice. exactly. <laughs> it's always either like children or old people, and it's but it's never like a vital person in the middle that is like able to have full agency and wisdom and experience. They're and, not hugging their life. local punks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The punks are like, dude, no. <laughs> but like. I think what, and like, you know, kind of going back to that point of classism, what's going to be really, really hard is I do, we're going to have Aries Chiron and Neptune Chiron, I think, kind of at the same time. I think Aries Chiron's going to be like at the very, very end, and then Neptune Chiron's going to be at the very, very beginning if those two end up meeting. Truthfully, I can't remember if they meet, but I think they do because Aries Chiron's going to be happening for a while. It just started. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> when that happens, I think one, Chiron Aries, we're yes, going to be like kind of healing from our individualism, but I think we could also be paying the consequences for like maybe the individualism or the things that like the way we went about things very quickly. So I do feel like, again, we have transits that do suggest more death. I think that we have transits that could even potentially suggest war. And like one thing, I don't know, and Stevie, you might be keen to this. It's like, the celebrities we like are very dependent on the economy that we're in at the current time. Like, mm-hmm. so for example, if we're doing well financially, we're going to find different shapes of people more attractive. Maybe we might find thinner people more attractive because we're like, oh, they don't need to eat as much because there's an abundance. But it's like when maybe times are hard, we might like, perf- like during war, we might want like you know, like a, a Shirley Temple, something cute to make us smile and have hope. And I think with Aries Neptune, oh <laughs> we're going to start going to those feel good people and those feel good celebrities. Fun. They're just fun. I like them because yeah. they're just I fun. I mean, that's Aries. They just want to feel good. They want like those little happy moments. They're like, make me smile, influencer. Mm-hmm. And 
I, but at that same point, I do think that like philanthropy culture is going to be really popular for influence celebrities, et cetera, et cetera. And I do think we're going to want leaders because if we are going mm-hmm. through hard times, we're going to want leaders. But I definitely think there's going to be a lot of feel good celebrities who come out. Oh, well, I mean, the immediate knee jerk reaction is to going to be to soothe this over that mm-hmm. to like this. There's st- the world. Well, the United States of America does not want dick for shit to change. Like, period. Yeah. This is going to be a long, long, long haul. And they're going to try to smooth this over. They're going to put out coddle. I love the term coddling for this Pisces energy. And again, no shade of Pisces. On the shadow side, I think that can be like, just like, soothe me. Just say it's okay. And I, I know, and I and I care. And, and I, I'm really trying, but it's just too hard. And now I'm like, I need to, I need a nap. And yeah, no, I agree with all of that. And I think, too, we're always going to have that um, push-pull, whether this is astrology or just media, and I think it all relates, of we're seeing everybody. We have Lizzo. We have big girls. We have people of all sizes, abilities. Even Playboy has been stepping the fuck up with showing so many different types of models, people with missing limbs, like all the all the different types of walks of life and different people. But then you always have that pendulum swing of like, can we just go back to the way, you know, like what happened to a, a woman wanting to look like a woman? What happened? I mean, Jake, again, we've talked about JK Rowling. We won't go into it. We've, we've covered, mm-hmm. but you know, like, I think there goes like, okay, okay. I know you want to change, but this is a lot of change. This is so much stuff. And it's like, yeah, that's what we were talking about. Like, it's, it's not just like the parts that you want to change. Yeah. We mm-hmm. want to defund the police. And we also want teachers to have money. And we also want Medicare for all. Like, this is not like um, one we're done. Or it's not even just these certain officers getting arrested. Because that should happen, duh. Just because they killed somebody. They killed someone while they're on their job. While they're working to protect people. Just duh. There's so much duh. And going to that Aries energy when Uranus was in Aries. when When Uranus switched and we talked about how all that time was changed for the self. My phone my stuff i'm making apps i have my myspace social media like this is all about me and i'm presenting myself out and now the world's asking for us to take the resources and and share a little bit like tours can share if they like you <laughs> and if they want to if they want to participate with you and i think right now we don't like being asked to share and we're being cranky little bulls and we need to just get the fuck over ourselves and share the wealth for fuck's sake. I, yeah. I think it's a bit of price for wear, too, which I think is very Taurus. Like, uh, if we're all going to be complicit in, in, you know, we're all using smartphones, which, you know, use child labor and all kinds of horrible, you know, in, intense and terrible things for our economically and socially and, and a bunch of other ways, I'm sure. But, like, I, let's use it to the fullest. If we're going to use something like that, let's use it every day. Instead oh of, like, not you know we, we're not we can't just be throwing them away and getting another one and like having them break and whatever like if if we're really going to be sacrificing our morality in that way let's make sure it's something that we really need or you know what i mean does it okay. make sense what about the fucking racism colorism of the blue bubble versus the green bubble this has all been like oh, yeah. inherited into the classism and structure of mm-hmm. like of like to feel gross that you see a green bubble really green's lovely uh so but that just like it all we need accountability classism, yeah. it's classism we need accountability because yeah. fuck everyone ha- 
It's the same with Anna Wintour today. Oh, it's so weird that there's been like no black people in Vogue. And it's like, you've been writing this for three decades. So you're in charge. I don't is know. it weird? Is it weird, Anna? <laughs> um, I have a question for you, well, Six, real quick. Just because I, I could talk to you forever. But you're just so first house heavy. Oh, my yes. God. I'm just curious if you have any insight to the first house just because i feel like you're in it there's so you have so many different planets different signs all cuddling up in this first house which to me i think of like very bodily things maybe feeling things really inherently and in your core right um but i would love to hear any thoughts on like being a really first housey person Uh, so I really like the explanation of astrology that the planets that you have placements is and are kind of like the places where you need to focus on in this life. I do believe in past lives and so forth. So I feel like for me to be almost all of my major planets in the first house and then like having Jupiter and Sun and Pluto like like all conjunct like mm-hmm. that has like to be black. And to be queer, and to be damn near six feet tall. Whoa! And to be dark, and to wear heels, and to be female present. Like, I have literally had to learn how to adapt and code switch. I had to be self aware at such an early age. I have Neptune the third, so I struggle to even like understand what I sound like because I was homeschooled my mm. entire life and I had a speech impediment. So, I, I had to like readjust how like I talk and then I also had an accent. So what accent do, how do I have the accent that I have? People tell me I sound like I was from California often and I'm like, I've only been there once. Like I think that's also the Scorpio Pluto generation. We all watched Clueless and it, the rest was history. We all sound <laughs> yes. like that. I'm from Chicago I, and I, everyone's like in LA and I live in LA and they're like, you're from here. And I'm like, no, bitch. <laughs> like, I don't know how this happened. Like, Neptune, Capricorn, Neptune third, like us being really influenced by like the system and the traditions of America on silver screen. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like beach boy, beach girl, cowabunga dude. Like, <laughs> that's so 70s show, Disney Channel. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like we all kind of like, learned how to speak in a very particular way yeah um that being said i I think the first house like to have so many planets it's quite literally about self-awareness it's about looking like i literally look at myself in the mirror all the time and like i watch my body develop and like i've even like stopped to think like our society has conflated what an adult body is supposed to look like with like what a body looks like after surgery. Like we have generations of young people who like have responded with surgery to adjust their bodies before they even like matured into their Mm -hmm. fully formed adult bodies. They will, they're, they like, we kind of have not allowed for normalization of aging so we can understand, okay, what does, five you look like what does 13 what the 16 what, yeah. and how like you realize that it differs from race to race so it's like we hypersexualize young black girls because we're like oh you're more bodily and like we like make 
uh, we like infantilize Asian women because they may like age a little slower. And like, I, I think that I, I think having a first house placement makes me hyper aware of everyone. I quite literally study everyone and I understand, I try to understand everyone as an individual. Mm. I feel like I recognize that the only perspective that I can understand is my own, which is why I often speak in I statements because I use, I use myself in a very Scorpio way where I introduce myself to make people feel comfortable to talk about themselves. Like CV, I'm sure you didn't come on here thinking we were going to talk about like, you know, the underwear adventures and Julia, oh, yeah. like, <laughs> like, you're not, like probably sitting here like, whoa, we're talking about secret arrangement. And Lisa's like, yo, this is a cool conversation. Like, <laughs> we're going. All right, let's go. <laughs> That's interesting yes. to bring up the awareness of individuals because I think stereotypically online, uh, you'll see the first house is just like, it's just me, okay? It's me and no one else. And the seventh house is for other people and the 11th house is for other people and maybe a third. And we'll, that's, but this is about like myself. And um, I think applying that, that Scorpio thing because it's, it's inherently in, interested in others, right? So that's, I think that's a, that makes sense if we're like doing algebra, right? For astrology, like Scorpio wants the other, the first house is the self. I can't just concentrate on just myself. I'll go fucking crazy. So let me like, let's study, ev- let's study selves rather than maybe just, and societies too, because that's going to come when you have a bunch of selves together. But I, I think that's just really fascinating hearing um, the interest of others, which I know from your, from your work, that makes sense. But to, to pinpoint it to like this first house too is like, oh, cool. Yeah, like, I mean, like, I've worked corporate, I've worked in nonprofits, I've worked in media, I've worked in entertainment, I was a professional model, like, I've done so many things where I have put my physical body in the position of being seen and analyzed and assessed. So it's like, even like shows like America's Next Top Model, like having Pluto in the first and Sun in the first, I understand who I am. I'm mostly confused as to why people don't understand who they are. Like it was so crazy to me that people critique Tyra Banks for like being problematic when the whole when all she was doing was replicating the modeling industry. And I was like, <laughs> Do y'all remember when you were mean to people for not being thin or pretty or white? Like, why, like, why do you, like, make her the sacrificial lamb? Mm -hmm. Well, the Mm -hmm. Tyra show fat suit, too, also didn't help Tyra's cause. Yeah, no, Tyra, like, (laughs) the representation of, like, a toxic generation that we all laughed at. And I feel like, you know, to that point with Scorpio, it's, like, I feel like having so many placements calls in the first house calls for the desire and the need and the quest for self-actualization. But once you've kind of reached a solid place of feeling self-actualized, it then calls it you inevitably end up reflecting on society. And I think for me, having so many first house placements, and then again, I had a very third culture experience of one of my parents is an immigrant and the other one was adopted and I was homeschooled my whole life. Like I am so fascinated by people and like how 
they think the way they do and why they think they why I think they think the way they do because I spent the majority of my childhood alone like right. I didn't really have friends so first house Celium in Scorpio I grew up in Florida the swamp so Scorpio <laughs> by myself whoa I love That's it so interesting well speaking of celebrities oh yeah Yeah. we 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 have have a game game. we have a game that we play with everyone at the end of our show i'm sure you've heard of it it's fuck mary kill yes yeah well (laughs) these are gonna be have you confirmed heard of it okay Um, (laughs) uh stevie has the contestants i'm pulling them up right now so these are we're gonna do two rounds one with your sun moon combo, one with sun rising combo. So to start off, and just to recap, because we just dive straight in as we as a Sag, I knew. I mean, I fig- figured that would happen, and I'm glad. I still have so many questions about astrology. We'll we'll chat another time. Yes, uh, we'll have to have you back because we sa- could truly talk to you forever. Yes, I yeah. have no doubt. Yeah, I we haven't even gone to the Cancer Moon elements, but anywho, Sag Sun, Cancer Moon, and Scorpio Rising. I'm a Cancer Moon too. Is oh, be in the- yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, we'll cool. save it I want to hear the celebrities. The, this is the first time I'll All say right. this, and this is, of course, on a Sag episode. Save it for the next pod. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, so let's start with the sun-moon combo. So these three. <laughs> okay, these three are Jimi Hendrix. We're going past Libby. Um, Chrissy Teigen. And- I knew she was going to be there. <laughs> And Chris Angel, the mind freak. (laughs) I've had a crush on Chris Angel for ages. Whoa. This is hard. Didn't expect that to come, that to be the first statement. This is (laughs) I know. I mean. This is actually like a weirdly hot, different, strange group of people. Okay. 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 So. I'm going to marry Chrissy Teigen because while she's extremely problematic and I think we should criticize her for sure, I think that she really does want to be an ally and she's willing to put her money where her mouth is. And if I can just like be in a trouble between her and John Legend, I think that I could single-handedly fund so many Black Lives Matter organizations. (laughs) So like, I'm going to marry Chrissy. Um... Jimmy or Dare? I'm gonna fuck Jimi Hendrix because I feel like there would be something inspirational there. I don't want to kill Chris Allen. You can you can what is his name? Chris Chris Angel. Angel. Chris Angel. You can avoid him. We can play. We can play British rules. Snog, marry, avoid. Yeah, we can. Yes. If you want to just avoid Chris Angel. Okay. I kind of think he would be into it. I was just bummed because I was kind of hoping for like a less desirable lineup. Yeah. Sorry. It's a tough one. I know. So that was a really solid lineup. But yeah, I'm going to have to kill Chris Angel. Got it. Killing the mind freak. I I love that he's a Sag and a mind freak too. I mean, (laughs) just really, of course. Hello. I actually think I'm going to kill Chrissy Teigen. Whoa. Unfortunately. Didn't she judge some kind of stand-up thing? 
don't know. Or she did something sure she with did. stand-up comedy, and unfortunately, you're gonna have to go. Um, <laughs> I don't know about that. She's Maybe got her mitts. Her. She's got her mitts in a lot of projects, so I wouldn't Maybe be surprised. It wasn't her, but I think it was. I don't think then... anything problematic about her, though. She seems problematic. No, I'm yes. sure she. Uh, yeah, no. There's a ton of. Yeah, she. I'm sorry, but she has to go. And then I'm gonna. Well, her Halloween costume Jimmy just Hendrix. came out. That old. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't even have to say it. We all know it. Wait, yeah. you're gonna. Mary Jimi Hendrix and fuck Chris and fuck Angel. Her. Oh, you gotta fuck the yeah. mind free. God. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think I'm going to do the same as six. If I, I, I need to not think about it that I'm just because... more attracted to Chrissy Teigen, too. That's fair. I think I'll marry. Yeah. Wait, did, yeah. you're doing the same. I'm going to marry Jimi Hendrix. He's so. That's fair. He's so hot. I mean, I think we're going to have issues. And I think they're. I, I, I guess, is this 2020 Jimi Hendrix or then Jimi Hendrix? Is it hey, transported? That's, that's between that's, you that's and your you. God. That's between. <laughs> That's between me and my husband. Uh, and so, <laughs> and then I'm going to fuck Chrissy Teigen, but with no talking. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm going to have to kill Chris Angel, mind freak. I appreciate his work. Uh, but but I, just, I think Chris Angel would love, honestly, I think the, the way that the he would like to die would be killed in a game of fuck, Mary kill. Yeah, and then <laughs> like, if he knew that. Like that sounds like the ultimate. Mind He'll come thing. back to life. I, yeah, he wouldn't even. Yeah. Die. Exactly. Yeah. I think yeah. he's fine. I think he's fine. Okay. It's fine. We, we all made the right choice. So to, some to kill him. Some other sun, moon, Sag moons, uh, Sag sun, Cancer moons are Janelle Monae, Tom Waits, Chris Crocker, the Leave Britney Alone, which is great because he's defending Britney the Sag. Most another Sag. Most deaf, Jonah Hill and Stephen Yoon, who I love from Walking Dead, but back when I used to watch Walking Dead. Okay. Sun round rising. Two. So there's two options in this round that actually share your big three, the whole combo. And I, are you aware of who it is? Six, because <laughs> no. it's a because it's a now. I'll, well, we'll talk about it. So Taylor Swift shares big oh. three, and then okay, we might have to Google. I thought Taylor Swift was cap rising. Um, I thought maybe cap rising too. I, do I have- don't remember her being a. Sc- Maybe. I know yeah. she's Cancer Moon. I know a Swifty's going to correct somebody in the something. I, I think they've, if they're they a Swifty, they won't be able to find me. They haven't been listening to this podcast. They, yeah, they won't be able to find me. Well, you know what? Uh, if it's wrong, sorry. So we're we'll just going to still play, still play with her. Whatever. Uh, we'll still play with her. Again, the authenticity. Swifties, Swifties, I would love if you'd fucking come for me. <laughs> Let's go. Let's uh, fucking go. <laughs> I've made my I've made my feelings about Taylor Swift abundantly known on this and probably yeah. any podcast I've ever fucking been on. <laughs> She's starting to seem like she wants to be a comrade, though. That's what I was I gonna say. That's the I new don't know news. How I feel like because now 2020 comrade Taylor exists, she might live. Sure, <laughs> I, I I will let her. I will absolutely get allow the space for her to rise to the occasion, but I am not waiting for her we can all True. point out we can all point out that she was very late very very late Real. to say dick for shit anything about anything so taylor Swift, ed harris okay if we have to google Ooh, okay i have to i don't google. know who ed harris is um he's, he's the a- dad and stepmom <laughs> that does not help me he's that did nothing for me he was that- he- 
He's just uh, like in ev- he's like one of those people that's just uh, in everything and like Ed TV. This is really not helping. Snow, uh, <laughs> Snow yeah. Piercer. I'm gonna go ahead and say he's gotta be the one who dies. That's fair. Yeah. And then I'm, wait, who's the last? And then one? Keith Richards, Rolling Stones. Okay. Eternal. Okay. Eternal guitarist. All right. This is so, a ran- this is a little random. Uh, was Ed Harris the triple or Keith? Ed Harris. And Harris, okay. so Keith is not. But Keith also, is I just Scorpio this... rising Sag Sun. Oh yes, so, yes, correct. He's just the the Sun rising combo. Okay, I'm going to. Who is the first one? Taylor, Taylor Swift. Taylor. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna marry Taylor Swift because I feel like it's the only age appropriate like <laughs> sure. line match, and maybe with our big three and her newfound comradeism, we can have a beautiful interracial relationship that just inspires people to be better with country music <laughs> and astrology. Like we just looking at the stars and playing the guitar while I read her chart and she sings to me, like somebody's standing it. Like I can yes. see it. Um, okay. Keith Harris and Ed Harris. Or Keith Richards and Ed Harris. And also Keith, I'm getting. Oh, Keith Richards. Keith mm-hmm. Richards. The, the ancient Rolling Stones has done tons of drugs and somehow is still standing. Uh, still guitarist. rocking. Still rocking. <laughs> Snorted his dad's ashes. Famous yeah. uh, tabloid headline. I mean, I'm struggling <laughs> because Ed Harris looks really old, but Keith Richard looks <laughs> Fun, but he also looks like he smells like cigarettes. Oh, definitely. Oh, he no. for sure it's smells so- like cigarettes. <laughs> definitely. No he, Absolutely. He knows. <laughs> I think like his bones are cigarette ash. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, <laughs> he eats cigarettes. He knows yeah, this. He eats, he eats <laughs> cigarette cereal. <laughs> That's why. I, wait, did you pick who you're. I mean, sorry, okay, continue. Okay, so my pet peeve is actually the smell of cigarettes. Like, if somebody okay. smells like cigarettes, no matter how attractive they are, it's really hard for me to want to kiss them. So I would just have to kill Keith Richards because there's a point where your mouth literally just tastes like a cigarette. It's no longer at all attractive. And I'm going to have to, like, do it with... Ed Harris, which he doesn't look like he smells like cigarettes. No, I think Ed Harris would be a good. Wait, I think Ed Harris would be a good lay. I like this idea. I, I like this idea of being like. So I am really attracted to Keith Richards, but he smokes. So I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I'm gonna have to turn that that turn that corner and just. If he didn't smoke and he only smoked weed, it would totally be wow. honestly. I might marry Keith Richards, fuck Taylor Swift. And like kill Ed Harris, but because Keith Richards smokes, I'm marrying Taylor Swift, fucking Ed Harris, and killing Keith Richard. All right. Okay, here's my question: I'm... Is Taylor Swift a secret smoker? I could see it. I could see it. I could see I'm it. I can see definitely... the night smoker. Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. gonna definitely fuck Keith Richards. I didn't Whoa. know that was on the table, and we're doing that. A Rolling Stone, get out of here! <laughs> of course, that man. <laughs> And I'm gonna marry Taylor Swift because I feel like she has a nicer house than Ed Harris. I don't know. Well, probably, probably. They probably both have a right. very nice home. Despite my very strong reaction up top, I do think I'm gonna have because you guys have all brought up good points. Um, <laughs> I do think I'm gonna have to kill Ed Harris. 
I I'm gonna marry Keith Richards because um, wow. I'm okay. not fucking him, but I do want to. I'm gonna marry him. I'm gonna infiltrate my way into the system. Like I'm getting I'm getting like a, a British castle out of this okay. or whatever. Yeah, he's probably um, knighted. I could see the sir, the Sir Keith Richards. <laughs> and I guess I'm gonna fuck Taylor Swift. Um, mostly just I don't know. I mean, I think this is like. I think it would just like release a lot for me in this like pent up. <laughs> would you it shake would... it off? Yes, exactly. It would really, it would really like finally squash our bad blood that she okay. doesn't know that we have. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think I'll. This is a tough. This is tough. I'm gonna fuck Ed Harris. I think he's got a rugged, handsome vibe. So I'm just gonna go for it. I'm torn between marrying Keith or Taylor. It's really you could flip a coin because I feel like they're all they're both going to be out in you know a future world touring a lot. I think I'll have a lot of nice alone time. I think I'll have a nice house to chill in. But I guess I'll marry. I mean, I'll, I'll marry Taylor. No, I'm going to marry Keith Richards and I'm going to kill Taylor <laughs> Swift. I really like was like, who do I want to sit and have dinner with? And I think it'd be Keith Richards actually over Taylor Swift. I think so too. It's really funny because never in my marriage should it occur to me that we would have to sit and have dinner with each other. <laughs> <laughs> but like the thing These is, are the I things feel you gotta like think of. I am default. I'm kind of at the point of my like queerness where I am going to default to marrying the woman in mm. like most cases. Yeah. I, feel I feel like Taylor yeah. Swift and I could like. We, I feel like if we just communicated, we could work it out. I love. I I, I support this. I think. Um, are you single? This is the platform to let's get six to wife up Taylor Swift Taylor, 2020. Taylor, if you are listening, despite all of the shit I've said about you. Oh, also a few sources you are, are down. Astro theme and a few other ones are saying Scorpio. Some are saying cap. Jury's out. Swifties come through. Let us know. T- Taylor, please confirm. <laughs> <laughs> the time you're the minds. time you were born. We need your first time. The thank time she you. was born on the Christmas tree farm that I always forget well, that she grew up on. Uh, six. Thank you so yeah. so much for coming thank on. You. This is, we as we said, we truly could talk to you forever. This was so much fun. I'm. Uh, it was absolute blast. Where can people find you on the internet? Thank you so much for having me on. You can find me. All my socials are at Black Women Cry, and my website is www.blackwomencry. And you can check out my podcast, Astrology Sucks. We're on Spotify, iTunes, and all other anchor channels, whatever. And it is hosted by me and my podcast co-host at Astrology Chef, a.k.a. Shannon. Yay! Yes! Check Definitely it out, check all of that out. Thank, Thank you. you. We'll Thank you, you for having me on. I had of so course. much fun. Yes, this was wonderful. We'll absolutely do it again. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to What's Your Sign. Please rate us five stars and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon. You can also find us online on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast or on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore pod. You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group. Questions, comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at whatsyoursignpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.